balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That would. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt Suck your big balls in your hairy butt balls. your hairy, hairy butt What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, cousin. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Hick Bows right here on the Litany of Frickin' Networks. You can download this podcast everywhere and anywhere, as well as we're on some new podcasts, something called like Javin or something like that. It's like an India, some other podcasts. I don't know. We had a lot of good numbers since we moved over to Spreaker. So shout out to our new host, Spreaker, as well. And a couple of the different ad inserts that you'll be hearing that supports this podcast, so we appreciate them. But yes, we are also hosted on homiemediagroup.podbean.com, ratsellerreview.com, and the R&R Pod Network, which is also affiliated with Spreaker as well. I'm your host on the scene with the air is clean. I'm lighting up green, your boy, MSG. And I'm joined each and every week by my two bros. One I just saw yesterday when we got a burger in Aurora, yo. And uh, the other guy over here on the west who likes to smoke the best. And if you give him all the answers, he'll pass the test. Ladies and gentlemen, let's first start with Brother. What's happening, brother? Yeah, you're you're can you uh I know that you got your green screen thing and everything, but if you're gonna like do stuff, you gotta like pull your camera back a little bit or something, because you're like way too close up into the camera. I'm literally seeing the pores on your face right now. <laughs> well, it is spooky vision. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now we can see your pretty face. <clears throat> How you doing, buddy? Welcome back to your show, too. Good. How are you been? Good, man. I was excited. You know, I had a pretty decent week. Launched the brand new patreon.com slash Stevie Ray for former 10-time tag team champion Stevie Ray. As well, former as for not former, as well as current. WWE Hall of Famer. But we are back as well with our third guy on the wheel. <coughs> uh, you know, gonna be driving all night long. All night. All night. All night, all night. All night long. But all he's night. back after uh getting stranded in Las Vegas, because everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. He's got his chlamydia test checked, and it came back <laughs> negative. He's dirty, Joe Vernella. And that's when you want that negative to, you know, negative right there is a positive. I just realized something. I had In-N-Out this week in Vegas. We went to In-N-Out up here last night. Yo, I'm going to have a hat trick this weekend. I'm going to hit the one in Spanish Fork on the way to the show. (laughs) I got my hat trick, bro. <laughs> in and out three times in and in out three different states brother in and out. <clears throat> that's a that's three different states that's a loop trifecta you should like tell them when you get to utah maybe they'll give you something you should take pictures every time you went <laughs> probably could have been their social media garb guru or something yeah except i get kicked off social he, media a month at a time so my buddy got hired as a food vlogger in Cincinnati. Do you think if someone took it upon themselves to just start hitting up these in and outs and start taking pictures, in and out would just eventually hire you to be their foodie? That, that was my idea years ago, and I should probably do that. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's just take the entire summer off. We'll film and document everything. 
Okay. I mean, I, I can give you a couple of weeks of vacation. But that's well, yeah. Okay. That's pretty much how long it would take to make that like few thousand mile loop. Yeah. We'd have, we'd have to go to Dallas though. Dallas. We're going to have to hit the Dallas in and out. <clears throat> well, well yeah. we're going to get in and out today by delivering you another South Park review as uh, we are back for our 58th episode. Now, this is Chef Goes Nanners. It's the seventh episode of season four. It's the 55th overall episode of the programming uh, series, if you will. It aired July 5th, the year 2000. Chef's passionate protest declaring that the South Park flag racist inflames the entire town, or that it's racist, I'm sorry, inflames the entire town. Kids separate into two opposing camps and prepare to debate the issue, as well as Stan and Kyle champion the current flag while Wendy and Cartman head up the side for a new flag. As well as in a twist of things to come, Wendy Tesselberger finds herself in a bit of a situation where she's attracted to Eric Cartman. So let's begin with uh, the, I guess, the crux of the story of where it starts out. And South Park does a good job, I think, in this episode, really introducing what the plot of the story is right away. Like they don't delay, like sentences in. Jimbo and Chef are in the mayor's office arguing over the South Park flag. Jimbo says that the flag design has been around since the time of when the town was first founded. It should remain this way. Chef's protest is that it's racist, needs to be changed. Uh, when the mayor unfurls the flag, asking him what is wrong with it, uh, we can see why it's angry as it shows four white stick figures hanging a black stick figure in the gallows and cheering. All right, chef, I'll have my assistants hold up the flag and you tell me what exactly you find racist about it. You don't see anything wrong with that flag? <laughs> Now, before we even move on, I mean, we can, let's just get this out of the way. It's the conversation that's gonna we're gonna have at some point in this podcast. This is de- definitely very um, relatable to 2021. It's so weird, to still say 2021. I'm getting used to that. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. So 2021's here, and even in 2021, there's still the argument over these Confederate flags. Uh, even so much so. As we're recording this, whether you are for or against the storming of the Capitol, whether you believe they are real or actors, uh, the fact remains uh, the Confederate flag still graced the halls of Congress and whatever, what's the name of the place there, the chambers? The, the... Yeah, it was the Capitol. The Washington Capitol. So yeah. like. It graced the, those rooms, the flag, had never been in there ever. So, like, whether you are for or against all of this, it's still relatable now. The conversation about this flag being used, even in American culture, based on a losing country, right? No other real countries around the world continue to fly flags, at least not publicly. Like, if you're going to do right. it inside your own home, hang it up. That's your house, dog. I can't tell you what the fuck. All right. But if you're going to like publicly put it out and and even so much so I don't like it. If you're going to put it on your physical own pub, private property that's your house, I might not like it. But guess what? America, that's your choice. But it's, for it to be on a public display <clears throat> or on government property, it, it's and, and they're not a, a even a country anymore or even a country that won the right to be a country. It's not like where we have other countries flagged, if, you know, the UK and you have China or you have Japan and you have those, you know, different halls. That's different. That's the, the different United Nations and countries we work with and whatnot. Right. But like just to have like this flag that represents so much uh, racial history within this country still to be try to be preserved today based on the notion of it's historical it's about my founding fathers you don't see russians walking around in soviet with soviet union t-shirts saying the saying the communism will rise again uh a uh, uh, scoop when you were uh, except in- for putin uh, yeah, Scoop, when you were in Germany, I'm sure you saw tons of shirts that said East East Berlin, West Berlin while you were there in the military. Yeah, that was going on, right? Yeah, totally. That was happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. West and East Germany. What's going on? I was there. Obviously, I'm being facetious. East Fatherland! 
<laughs> Scoop stopped on. There was just merchants on the street that said, "Put back up the wall, Gorbachev. <laughs> put it back up. <laughs> Rebuild. <laughs> Rebuild that wall. wall. Obviously, again, this is all satire, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the point we're trying to make that no other country. I mean, Germany itself obviously is. Now we do it. For some reason, we have people in this country who decide to fly the Nazis. Well, let me rephrase that. We have some people who decide to fly the swastika-assembled flag that, because of historical evidence and history, now represents a horrible genocide um, and you know monstrosity and world yeah. war. Obviously, that was not the original tension of what it was, but that's now what it represents. Mm -hmm. So in our culture and society, if you're going to represent that, you're basically saying, I am a racist and I'm okay with this. Right. Uh, I'm not saying we should eliminate these people, but these people should be placed somewhere. (laughs) Agreed. But most of those are. I guess they're on their own countries or their own little counties. I I mean, I don't know. I don't. Do you guys, I mean, I know means. Joe probably don't encounter too much here in Colorado. However, I know you go to Utah, and I know that Utah's a little bit more. Bro, and it's funny you put it on Utah before you put it on here. <clears throat> and Denver is a very <laughs> blue town in a right. giant-ass red state. Right. And it's right. just we have more people in Denver than the rest of this. So I we're did, in the bubbles that what you're saying we're in this blue bubble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just and so that's interesting. I did a show out in the sticks. Like it wasn't even Pueblo. It was like Los Animas or maybe Canyon City. Some podunk. Like we were the only thing going on on a Friday night right. in this fair. town. And those are always looking so, fun. Yeah, and shit you not, Confederate flag hat on, and and had, oh, it gets better, it gets better, had the balls to have his sleeves rolled up so he could show off his SS shit, his, he had some swat, like, swastikas, iron eagle, yeah, he came ready to flaunt, and I still thank God that one of the boys in the back didn't see it because he would have killed the dude. Like, it, no doubt in my mind would have, like, snapped his arms on the spot and then just killed him. But so, yeah, that, so guys, I mean, that, that conversation itself, though, about the flag getting back, you know, now we'll drive back yeah. into South Park. You know, the conversation about the flag itself still rages on. I mean – we're not going to sit here and have a debate on whether the flag in our current society needs to be, um, I, I think, recognized or regaled in some sort of historical fashion, other than in a museum or in your personal homes, uh, because I think we all agree that it's uh, idioc- idiot, it's idiocracy, if you will, the thought of trying to preserve this flag and still wave it around, and yeah. when clearly it's still like if it represents a time in our history that is detrimental to current society, you continuing to purvey that flag is not necessarily out of historical context anymore or quote unquote Southern pride. It's for as well attention grabbing and seeking yeah. in my opinion. You want that hey. attention. You exactly. want the you want a little bit of that drama because that's you like it. I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying it's right or i'm just saying that's where a lot of these people were also raised too it's a systemic mm. racism too racism not just doesn't just you don't just wake up racist it's right you're born into it and then adopted into it or indoctrinated mm. into it through family friends or the people you surround yourself with right and it's like there are parts of new york that for whatever reason people just fly that flag for and like again, I'm not stepping into right wrong. But on the flip side, like as I explained to you last night, Joe, yeah. when I was on tour in Texas, and I'm sure J- uh, Ian could attest to this, there are parts of like uh, San Antonio, and I, I can't name other places right now off the top of my head, but that are very predominantly Hispanic, and they don't like white people. So yeah. like you can't come into certain areas there. So like yeah, yeah, you I'm were not talking saying about it that. doesn't exist on all formats. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, in this country, 70 to 60 percent of our history is basically made up of, you know, 
white people being racist. So (laughs) unfortunately with that flag, what it represents is uh, it's, it's a horrible time in our history. Let's move on and let's talk about South Park history. The third grade class then is given a assignment to work on a debate, a topical current event called change the flag. And they are given time to research. Now the teacher, uh, we still have this uh, substitute teacher, as we mentioned in the last episode, which you can go back and listen to that. Mr. Garrison has been suspended or uh, because that as Mr. Hat uh, yeah, or, uh, trying to hook up with Cartman in the name episode, which was two episodes prior. So now, if you Mr. look Garrison, close though, the substitute teacher is the doctor. Oh, it's the same doctor. Uh, it's, character? It's, it's the same character. I don't know if they're like the same person, person, but it's the same like every like it's legitimately like the doctor from later on. <laughs> just Move made his face smaller, beard for me, skinnier, please. right? Just made skull. You're right. Just made smaller or like skinnier because like the doctor has the big white overcoat on him, and the way they position him, he's usually made to look taller. Whereas in the wide shots of the teacher and him not wearing the doctor suit. And a bow tie and suspenders, it doesn't it is a quote unquote different character. That's interesting. Good call up. Uh, did you notice <laughs> the alien later in the episode? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty abundantly clear. Joe, did you see the alien? Yeah. I I if you yeah. Okay. Well, that being said, so I was just calling out different things anyway. Yeah. Well, the third grade class is uh, told based on prior history that it was uh, everybody every debate was against Cartman. And it was like pro-choice versus Cartman, death penalty versus Cartman, pro- Roe v. Wade versus Cartman. And apparently Cartman has won every <coughs> thing. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> pro-choice versus Cartman, pro-gun control versus Cartman, and people against the clubbing of baby seals versus Cartman. And apparently the winner of all your debates so far has been Cartman. That's right. Cartman doesn't always win. He just gets pissed off and goes home, so we can't debate anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm just a better debater than you guys. You don't even know what you're debating about half the time. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Oh, yeah? Well, screw you guys. I'm going home. Told ya. And they're like, dude, Cartman did not win every debate, explains Kyle, because every time we debate... Cartman just gets pissed and says, screw you guys, and he goes home. And the whole class goes, yeah. And Cartman goes, you know what? I didn't do that. See you guys. I'm going home. And then he leaves. And then he's like, see? Look. So they decide that in this case, what they're going to do is they're going to research the subject first. Then based on the subject that they choose, they'll be aligned with the team. So they start to research it. You know, Stan, Kyle, and Kenny talk with Jimbo over the matter while Wendy, Bebe, Clyde, and Butters join Chef in gathering support for locals. Most of them who really don't have a strong opinion either way, uh, everyone kind of goes through the different motions throughout the episode with the uh, media as they're interviewing different townspeople. I think, well, I can see how the flag is racist, but I don't think it should be changed. I think we should change the flag, but I, I do like our history. I don't think we should change the flag, but I can see how it's racist. Yeah, I can see how that happens the whole episode. Even so much in point where Chef at one point yells into the camera by moving. God damn, you undecided crackers. <laughs> yeah. The flag is racist, but then again, it is part of our history. Well, I guess the flag is part of history, but I can see how it is racist. I think it is history. I think it is racist. Leave it to hell with all of you indecisive bastards. <laughs> so. Stan, Kyle, and Kenny talk to Jimbo and Jimbo and uh, Ned. Ned, Ned. And they, they talk about uh, the history and uh, why they don't think the flag should be changed. And then they, you know, Wendy, Baby, and Clyde are trying to help Chef outside of a local supermarket uh, get registered voters to sign up. And all these registered voters are now showing up to, you know, talking about. Well, I don't know if I could do it tomorrow. Yeah, I could. I could do it Tuesday. You know, Tuesday is no good for me. How about Thursday? No, that doesn't work for me. You know, it really worked for me Saturday afternoon. You know, actually, would really work better Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning actually would work really great. Okay, so chefs all getting pissed. Saturday morning it is. We march. And then after going through all that, the townspeople go, oh, well, what are we marching about? <laughs> uh, we're, we're marching about changing the flag. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I can really do that. I got to go. Oh, yeah, blah, blah. So then, of course, all the undecided white people who it doesn't really affect leave because that's what American culture is about. Most of it. Not all of it. Most of it. I mean, really, I mean, that's kind of what we I, – I can't speak for other cultures, obviously, because I haven't lived 
I mean, even while you guys can say we've you visited, unless we, you've lived there year after year, right? We can't really examine the culture itself and the philosophies of their society and how things move along. But it's interesting to think that in our country, we live in such a either technologically uh, sustainable country or technologically um, we rely so much on technology on technology that it has removed certain emotional aspects and connections that we create with other individuals. And as such, our attention spans have deteriorated. And when things and shit happen, if it doesn't affect you directly, you don't give a fuck. Uh, we're all victims of it, whether mm-hmm. it be subconsciously or just because you're fucking unconscious because you're working and you're trying to do so many different things, right? So, like, if it doesn't affect you directly, unfortunately, we don't really think about these things, and our, at least in the United States, uh, which is sad. Like, I think that it is sad. And then, like, someone has to directly put it in your face as that old Dane Cook joke used to tell you back in the day. No, you got to put those motherfucking kids right up on the TV. This is fucking baboo. You can't, you can't fucking donate 10 cents a fucking day, you fucking privileged asshole, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> like for Americans, you got to really put it in front of their faces so that way they get it. All right, and, but like then you turn on the TV and you see like – international news and their countries were like they're fucking out there rioting right now fucking like fighting for their rights and shit and you're like man i wish more people would do that instead of storming the capital over an election that legally has shown to be no fraud so i don't know seems to be it's just weird man yeah living in bro (laughs) weird times we're freaking living in man Again, like I'm saying, I'm not. You can hate, you can support whatever party you want. I'm just saying from a legal standpoint, nothing's been proven. So at that point, whether you agree or disagree, then it becomes conspiratorial and all speculation. So I, we can only go off of the facts right now. So if something else changes, then we'll change our, you know, thought process and reexamine because that's what humans should do. You shouldn't just plant your fucking flag in one idea and go, "This is my idea, and I'm sticking to it forever." Ideas of all people, and that's what uh, you know. Wendy and Baby and Clyde and Butters are trying to explain to the townspeople, and as well as what's going to be the crux of Wendy's debate is that people change, and as with change in society, things need to progress. Well, Stan and Kyle are in charge of the group where they want the flag to stay the same, and uh, Wendy and Cartman end up getting selected to lead the group of supporting the changing of the flag. You know, Cartman does this out of humor. Because Stan and Kyle, they, uh, you know, uh, volunteer to do the uh, be the team of the flag should stay the same. And Wendy's like, really, Stan, you're going to be on that team? And Stan's like, I, dude, I don't see anything wrong with it because he doesn't understand right now what's wrong with it. And Wendy raises her hand to be on the team that is against it. And then Carmen raises his hand. <laughs> <laughs> totally does it to troll Wendy. <laughs> So he jumps on her team, and Wendy's pissed at first. So now at lunchtime, Stan and Kyle ask Chef for help. And it turns out that Chef has converted to Islam, and he's changed his name to, and I probably, hopefully I can get this correct. I should be able to, Abdul Muhammad Jabbar Ra- Raouf Kareem Ali. Hello, Chef. My name isn't Chef anymore, children. I've converted to Islam. Islam. From now on, my name is Abdul Muhammad Jabbar Raouf Kareem Ali. Um, and so much so that there's a new guy he's hired, his new assistant, who's in the kitchen as well, wearing a um, apron, and he's holding the end of the sign, like because the name is so long. Because for those unaware, when I'm referring to chef, normally has a apron that says chef on it. So now he's changed <laughs> it to where on his chef it says Abdul Muhammad. And then the other guy is holding a dash that says Jabbar Rahuf Kareem Ali. <laughs> so <laughs> right next to him. So after explaining to Chef that they are they don't see anything what's wrong with the flag, Chef's like, God damn it, I didn't think you little crackers would turn against me too. So it turns uh Chef pretty pissed to the point where he's like, make your own damn food. <laughs> and he yeah. walks into the cafeteria. Um, so now Wendy takes her team to the library. And uh, like they start, they're starting their thing. Carmen walks in. Hey, what's up, you guys? Yep, I'm here. We can start now. <laughs> mm. He walks in and like 
Wendy's trying to explain that they want she wants to split everybody up into three uh, research teams, and Carver's like, "That's a great idea." <laughs> and so he, he tells one team, "You go dig up dirt on Stan and Kyle. <laughs> you go dig up dirt on the actual debate, just in case we have to actually debate." Go team, go. Me and Wendy will stay here. So basically, they all you know scatter about. Now, did you notice that we got to see the early character here of Bradley Biggle? No. Yeah. AKA Mitberry Crunch. Or at least his like avatar. Yeah, right. like his, his like his younger avatar version of him. Nah, How I missed it. And berries. Anyway, so yeah, just a young Bradley Biggle. There. Right. Like I probably saw him and it just didn't register. No worries. I I I've, that's only because I've been recently, of course, playing South Park games again. So like his he's fresh in the memory. Right. Moving on, though, Wendy is pissed at Carmen. Like, you can't win a debate this way about digging up people's dirt. Wait, what's that we at? What's that we at? What do we do? And he's trying to explain every debate is going to be won by digging up dirt and throwing shade at your opponent. And unfortunately, that is just another reflection on American politics as well, um, Mm -hmm. where... It's all a circus now. I mean, there's a clip out right now that Stevie Ray put up on his YouTube free clip. Go check it out. Um, and if you like it, you can join patreon.com slash Stevie Ray TV, which I'm the manager editor for, 10-time Hall of Fame champion, where he talks about how politics and wrestling are very similar, so much to the point where, you know, when Donald Trump and Ted Cruz were running against each other, Donald Trump straight up came out and said, your wife is ugly. <laughs> and, like, and Stevie Ray was like, man, where I come from, you got to get your ass beat. Like we're talking about my woman like that, especially in a public manner. And I was like, he's like, and now Ted Cruz is supporting him. And I was just like, yep, that's American politics, man. And that's wrestling too, right? Where you one week you're yelling at each other and the next week you're in a tag team, you're friends. Mm-hmm. So that's def- this was definitely a reflection upon American politics with Cartman saying, but go dig up Tim Dirt so we can yell, we can talk shit about him. <laughs> so... Now we go to the next scene here where we've got back at City Hall, a local branch. Where Well, actually, I guess we look, I'm skipping ahead here, but everybody shows up outside Town Hall, and they're kind of arguing and yelling different things. Or you got Chef talking about how, uh, you know, in uh, – what was it? I don't know. I, I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. He referred to a specific time period, but he said in the specific time period, they used as a form of protesting – uh, burning a Buddha or uh, burning a monk. I'm sorry. I will now reenact this. So he makes you think like he's going to burn himself. And then the camera quickly pans over and he has a monk sitting there on a rug and he pours gasoline over the monk, which is the mm-hmm. background of Joe right now. And he throws fire onto the monk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can see this here on YouTube. Uh, background. Yeah. <laughs> Now at City Hall, the local branch as well of the Ku Klux Klan uh, end up showing up and join the side of Jimbo and Ned. What power? What power? We're with you, brother. And Jimbo and Ned were like, we don't want your support. Well, you got it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Now Jimbo and Ned are trying to think of different ways to, you know, uh, win this debate as well. Well, at the same time, Cartman, you know, he comes in with Wendy for another meeting, you know, and he explains that, uh, you know, uh, as well as using the ad homini uh, tax on their opponent's credibility, uh, you know, they got to think of different ways to beat them in the vein. They're eating Oreos and shit like that. And, you know, Cartman talks about how he likes to, I like to take, I like to take one side of Oreo, another side of Oreo with the cream and put it together, make the other side of Oreo. And he's like, oh, my God, me too. I never thought I'd have anything in common with Eric Cartman. Um, Cartman makes her laugh, holding up the little dog. Wendy, 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 Wendy. So Cartman is uh, building a little bit of a relationship here with Wendy, which I think, again, is going to set the groundwork for Cartman and Wendy's relationship overall. Uh, After this, as far as the Ku Klux Klan is concerned, Jimbo decides that to get or for the opportunity for them to win this debate, 
they actually need to get the Ku Klux side against them. So what they're going to do is they're going to dress up as KKK members. They're going to go into a meeting and then they're going to come up with the idea that they should support changing the flag. Right. So, um, but before doing that, they do have a meeting at city hall where they like after the burning of the monk and they're like, look, we changed the flag chef. And they're like, what the hell is still the same? He's like, no, no, no. We put a little smiley face on it now. See, <laughs> um, so really no big changes. So then Jimbo Ned, I'm sorry, go into the KKK meeting <laughs> and they dress up as KKK members and they kind of mock the KKK members uh, in their meeting where they're, the leaders are talking about like they're going over past uh, notes about uh, different religions or seculars of um, race that they don't like. And then uh, they do a raffle for a cake and then they you know, decide to open up the floor for new meetings. And that's when Jimbo and Ned suggest, well, look, everybody hates us, right? Yeah. So why don't we say that we are for changing the flag? That way everybody will vote against us and the flag will stay the same. That's a good idea, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah brother. So <laughs> they leave, you know, and that pisses off. What ends up happening is as they're walking away, taking their masks off, Chef drives by in his car and he sees them. <laughs> and they're like, wait, no. That is the most insane thing I've ever seen. I can't believe those people are on our side. I mean, is our side that crazy? Oh, hello, Chef. Big debate tomorrow, I guess. Oh, Jesus, the rope, Chef. This isn't what it looks like. You gotta listen to us. I ain't gonna listen to nothing. This whole cracker-ass town can kiss my ass. Ned, I'm starting to think that maybe history ain't worth defending sometimes. We're not racist, Chef. Sorry, you don't understand. He's like, ah, oh, God to hell with you and this whole cracker-ass town. He drives off. and Even Jimbo, even Jimbo says, I don't, sometimes I don't think history may be worth saving, which is a great fucking line. History... Right. Sometimes is not worth saving, guys. It's not. So as we mentioned, after mayor, after the mayor showing a chef, uh, chef leaves angry again, uh, the mayor then decides that she does not want any further to part in debate. And uh, the aides end up telling the mayor that the kids are about to have a debate themselves and that they could create their own uh, law based on the debate, thereby taking off the attention. She doesn't want the further stress and attention on put on her. To make the decision. So once again, South Park leaves it up to the kids again, which is this will be a recurring theme over time. Yeah. Especially when Stanley and Kyle have their own egg. Um, but uh, <laughs> teacher, my egg is here. <laughs> <laughs> so while Wendy and Cartman are working together, they, as we mentioned, they develop a strong attraction. Now things become worse for Wendy after she dreams of him one night. She wakes up in the middle of the night and has one of those cliche dreams where Cartman has got his shirt off with long hair and he's on a horseback riding through the meadow. And then he runs to her, Wendy, Wendy, Carmen, Wendy. And then they start kissing, and then she <laughs> up. <laughs> she dunks her head in a goldfish bowl or whatever fish bowl. She goes into the bathroom, and she, uh, she washes her face, and she turns around, and she sees her Russell Crowe poster, which apparently she's a big fan of Russell Crowe uh, making movies, singing songs, fighting around the world. And then she sees uh, a mirage uh, where she sees Cartman's face over Russell Crowe's body. Wendy, Wendy, So she's like developing feelings for him. So she calls Bebe, her best friend, over and she tells Bebe. And Bebe screams, Why would you tell me this? She's like, I had to tell somebody because I can't work or concentrate on the debate. And if I can't work or concentrate on the debate, we're going to lose the debate. And the whole town's, I got all this pressure on me. And Bebe just says that sometimes you just have to act on the impulse and get it out of the way. And Wendy's like, So I should just go ahead and kiss him? 
Vendy's like, Baby's like, yep, just kiss him. Get yeah, it out of the way. Yeah, the way. All right. So now, after all this is broken down with the KKK, even so much so we see Mr. Garrison at one point at the KKK rallies, and they're like, Mr. Garrison, you see Kyle's mom, Mr. Garrison. She's like, You're a racist? No, not, oh, not me. Mr. Hat is. <laughs> white, po- white power, white power. Oh, Mr. Hat. Power. Mr. White Garrison, power. you're a clan member? No, no, but Mr. Hat is. White power, white power. Oh, you're such a racist bastard, Mr. Hat. Oh, he, he even called. I'm not going to say the term because it's pretty racist, but he even calls a per- – oh, we'll play the clip. He calls Mr. – he calls Chef a pretty inflammatory racial term as well. Power! Oh, I'm sorry, Chef. Mr. Head is a racist son of a bitch. Don't apologize for me to that spear chucker. <laughs> um, so – uh, and then you, and then Mr. Garrison runs away after Mr. Hat calls him, which is essentially Mr. Garrison, basically Mr. Garrison saying that he is a racist. There you go. Which we, that we do get find out over time. Well, at least I got rid of all those. And then the cut episode cuts out, and all the rich people move to town later. Or can we get rid of all the Mexicans? As like Mr. Garrison always likes to ask every year. Um, so he's a very intolerant person. He went so much show, he wanted to fuck them all to death. I'm gonna fuck them all to death. <laughs> Take it back to this country. Let's make let's make this country great again. Um, so, Mr. Garrison, we find out, of course, in this episode, still um, suspended. But then again, he's an adult erotic film novel writer, and he's a famous star right now. But we got one more episode. Couple, what is it? In a couple episodes here, we're going to get the reveal of what happened to Mr. Garrison. Mm-hmm. So now at the debate, Wendy is trying to give – she starts to give her speech. The whole town is there, and she's having a hard time delivering her speech because she's got uh, little girl. Little girls have little tingly feelings in their china. And when Jonas is sing, those tingly feelings jingle, and they buy stuff. <laughs> so Wendy's got some tingly feelings, and so she's got to get out of the way. And it, a bold move, too, for the debate, if you think about it, because it really fucks Stan up. She lays one on thick on carpet. And for the rest of the debate, you're going to have to watch the YouTube to see the motions I'm doing. For the rest of the debate, Carpenter's like sitting there smiling and he's had that. It, 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 it. Like he's all like proud of himself and shit. Could you all excuse me for a moment? Because uh, Stan's just appalled, mouth open, jaw dropped that his girlfriend laid one on Stan. Or sorry, laid one on Cartman. So yeah, Wendy, he's just <laughs> right. So Wendy lays one on thick, and then she gives her opening argument. Stan and Kyle give their opening argument, and then, but they only they their debate is based on violence. They're like, we don't think the flag should be changed because everybody and everywhere kills people, and that's no reason just to change history. And then like, and they were like, even even animals kill, and the dumb and the smart ones do, and the dumb ones don't. Right, the dumb ones don't. Right. So uh, it's then after finding it out that the side of the thought that the, the distinction. I'm sorry that the debate was based on capital punishment, that they, in fact, were not racist. Because Chef was like, oh, wait a minute. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Don't you see? They thought it was just about violence. They didn't even see color of the skin when they uh, saw the uh, characters on the flag. And the kids exclaimed they did. They just saw five people. They just saw five people, which is a beautiful message for sure. And Chef yeah. was like, you know what? I was wrong about you children, and I apologize. I still think the flag should be changed as well. And then Jimbo pops in, and he's like, you know what? I was wrong, too. This whole thing made us crazy. Let's see if we can find a fair compromise. Compromise. And I'm, like, sitting there thinking, like, why the fuck can't we do this? So, like, like you know what? If you want to change the Confederate flag, change it to rainbow colors. I'm all for that. And you get to keep your history. And then these colors will run deep, won't they? <laughs> we can have statues of Robert E. Lee holding hands with little children. No, that's there not good. Uh, uh, we can uh, have. Well, no, no, I meant like uh, not little children. Yeah, never mind. 
We could have that little cherry. We could have statues of Robert E. Lee. That's Grant signing shit and like coming together and building unity, right? But we definitely don't. So now ethnic diversity is added to the flag. People of all races are hanging. Uh, even the black man, like, because Kyle or Stan are like, they're like, uh, Kyle's like, I don't see the difference. Or is it Stan says, I don't see the difference. And then Kyle says, no, dude, don't you see? Now there's a black guy hanging, a black guy too. <laughs> so now everybody's equal. So now there's like, it was like a black guy, a white guy. I put a yellow guy, a red guy, and they were all hanging the black guys. So now everybody, but is, well, I don't see a brown guy, like Hispanic. That's a little racist, but whatever. Wait, I don't get it. No, see, there's people of all colors. And they added a black guy to one of the hangers too, so it's not racist. All right. I have to admit it. That is a lot nicer. I guess they don't have Hispanics in South Park yet. <sighs> but that what's being the shitty walk guy. Ooh, she walk. She walk. Hello, praise. Uh, so I like uh, you, Dennis. I like you, Dennis. <laughs> you work hard. Sorry, I can't pay you more. <laughs> so including <laughs> so Chef delivers the moral of the story that his inclination to anti-race has also made him racist. And perceiving things according to race leads only to further racism. Um, so in the final scene, Wendy tells Cartman that she lost all of her feelings for him and it was just based on all sexual tension. And she runs off to be with Stan again, leaving Cartman alone and dejected, implying that he was developing genuine romantic feelings for Wendy. So two big, huge takeaway things right here at the end of the episode. First off, talk about the chef thing. That is a great moral of the story too, that like – he also that we also need to consider as well as individuals as humans that we can't just perceive everything to be race. In this case, this flag definitely was clearly racist. However, yeah. you can't perceive everything to be racist because that only leads to further racism too. So there's a middle ground, and everybody needs to come together and just have a conversation, compromise, instead of just thinking that your site is 100% correct. So that's the first thing. The second thing, the, the thing when it comes to South Park, okay, this is further – this is a further characteristic of, of, of Eric Cartman that developed here, a further checkmark on the rabbit hole that is the deep, dark, sad, twisted mind of Eric Cartman. Now, Joe, you missed the last couple episodes, but we discussed it briefly uh, considering the fact – that in one of the recent episodes, it was Eric Cartman, the last episode, who had his fucking kidney stolen from Kyle, okay? <laughs> and also goes on to give him fucking AIDS later, and which we decided, you know what? You fucking stole his his fucking kidney, so fuck you, bro. Um, ski cat. Ski cat. But well, also, yeah, I don't, it's not like Kyle stole it. Stan stole it to put into Kyle. But. Right. We talked about that, but still, in Cartman's mind... Kyle, Kyle still stole. It's in his body. You Kyle, took my with you took my kidney with your Jew gold around your Jew gold around your fucking neck. neck. So you've got that. Uh, you got on top of that. His mom's a fucking crack whore, and his friends make fun of him. Mm. His family, his mom makes fun of him. Uh, what his friends laugh at him and make fun of him. His whole family's big and fat. He went to jail for a hate crime. Uh, you know. That and wasn't case, even a hate crime. I know. And in this case here, a girl who he actually did the start feelings for only basically was interested and used him. Played so we him, got yeah. More, played him. We got more uh, like characteristics development. And this actually – you want to know why fucking Eric Cartman hates Wendy? This is why right yeah. here because of this fucking episode. They're, they're giving him reasons to be a sociopath. They're giving him the grounds to be the sociopath. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, looking for that that you know that phrasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, crazy stuff here. All right, guys. Well, that was your actual episode recap here, as far as the full episode. We're going to get into our next couple segments now. And now we're going to get into what did Kenny say? (laughs) What did Kenny say? Very quick, what did Kenny say today, guys? Because Kenny was only in one scene. Okay? So this is where the, the part where Stan and Kai are leading up their group about why they should not change the flag. And they're at Kyle's off dad's office, who's a lawyer. And Stan says, come on, guys. We all have to work on this. And Kyle says... 
to Kenny as Kenny is sitting there eating a bunch of freaking mints. Like there's this mint bowl and Kenny is just sitting there like eating mints, 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 mints. Just popping them in his fucking mouth like nonstop. And Kyle's like, Kenny, how many of my dad's mints are you going to eat? Jesus. And Kenny's like, Kenny, this is because this is my family's poor. <laughs> so Kyle says, I know your family's poor, but you can't just eat an entire bowl of mints for dinner. And Kenny's like, ah, fuck you. And he gives him oh, a thing. fuck you. Right? So Stan goes on to say, I don't think we stand a chance in this debate because Wendy's leading the other side. And Kyle's like, dude, you're just saying that because she's your girlfriend. And then Kenny burps and says, hey, can I get a drink of water? Kyle's like, yeah, you can have a drink of water. The dispenser's over there. So, you know, Kenny hopes off soft to get a drink of water. And Stan says, yeah, you must be thirsty after eating 60 mints. So Gerald comes in and he says, hey, boys, how's the research coming? And Kyle says, pretty good, I guess. And Stan says, do you think they should change the flag? And uh, Gerald goes, uh, I don't know. And he picks up the empty bowl. So Gerald not wanting to touch that. But you know what? Gerald being Jewish... He should have been like, yeah, change the fucking flag. Uh, right. anyway. And he's a lawyer. Like, and he's a lawyer. He should see the legal press. Wasted opportunity. Right? So Kyle says to his dad, uh, can't eat all the mints, dad. And Gerald goes, oh, those weren't mints. Those were antacid tablets. And Kyle goes, oh. And then everybody thinks about for a second, water plus antacid tablets. And they go, Kenny! And they look over to Kenny Kenny is drinking the water, looks up, and he goes, what? And then all of a sudden, the tablets start to fizz, and he goes, oh! And his body balloons, and foam comes out of all possible orifices. Then he bursts, and parts of him fall all over. Some acid squirts out of uh, somewhere at the table, body parts, and tacit over covers some books, parts of the table, and on parts of everything last. The other students and Mr. Bravlowski laugh. Stan and Kyle, Stan, sorry, Stan and Kyle clap at each other somewhat, and Stan goes, "That was a good one." <laughs> um, so they don't explain. Oh my God, you killed Kenny, you bastards! Um, why do you think Gerald had a fucking bowl of antacid tablets on the table? That's just a weird thing to keep in the office. He must shit a lot or something. Yeah, right, doesn't, he have, doesn't mm-hmm. he have a problem? What? Doesn't he have, like, a bowel problem or something? Gerald? Yeah. I don't remember that being told to us yet. Well, I mean, he has a high-stress job, so that could give him ulcers or get his acid going, so he just <coughs> pops one of those. Maybe. Maybe pops in some, like... <clears throat> it's like those people who drink Alka-Seltzer daily. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll have, like, a glass of hot Alka-Seltzer just to have it. Or they'll drop it away. Or they'll drop it in quickly into their uh, drink or something of choice. Cold drink. Because they make Alka-Seltzer cold and all that, too. Yeah, yeah. Is Alka-Seltzer good for you to drink every day like that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I I would figure that you're fucking with the acid in your stomach at that point if you're drinking one like every day, right? Right? That's what I'm saying. And that's what Kenny said. All right, Scoop. Why don't you go ahead and take us in to some of our trivia here as we're flying through this episode because it wasn't a big episode review. This episode satirizes the two similar controversies about the state flags of Mississippi and Georgia. And even now, like, you know, the Washington football team changed their name from the Redskins. I think we still have the Cleveland Indians, though. Uh yeah, but it's gonna be changed by twenty twenty two. Oh shit. All right. Yeah, they announced well, that a couple of weeks ago. All right. When two men are talking about the ball game interfering with the date of the protest, two pairs of feet are seen next to them which connect to the two women's bodies as they come out of the supermarket. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Neither did I. Mr. Garrison insists he is not a racist or a Klan member in the episode. However, he is seen in the Here Comes the Neighborhood trying to get the Richers, who are all black, out of South Park by using Ku Klux Klan techniques, such as dressing up in their robes or burning crosses, and reveals with his last line of the episode that he, his intentions were purely racist. This episode is one of two where Wendy is seen without her trademark bracelet. The other is Funnybot. 
chef's act of burning a monk in protest. Trademark, a reference. Uh, uh, trademark beret, just to be clear. Beret. Oh, beret. I didn't. Okay. My bad. Chef's act of burning a monk in protest is a reference to the self-immolation of the Queen Tish. Thick Kwong Duk. I don't know. Thick Kwong Duk. Yeah, something like that. Thick Kwong Duk. Vietnamese is a very high, like, so maybe it's like Thai Kwong Duk or something like that. Maybe like that. Like Kwong Duk. In 1963, a Vietnamese Mahayan Buddhist monk who burned himself in a similar fashion. In the shot of the teacher after he writes Wendy and Eric's name on the board, where Eric should have should be, we can make out an "n," meaning the animators put Stan there instead of Eric, or he rather wrote Cartman Ann, Cartman. Bananas is a British slang for bananas. Only in certain parts of the country, though, going bananas refers to going crazy. So, okay. Channel 4 News reports three citizens are for changing the flag, three are against changing the flag, and 4,382 are undecided, making the population of South Park approximately 4,388. The debate teams are Stan, Kyle, Kenny, Craig, Tweet, Francis, and Pete. Thalman, who want to keep the flag and Wendy Cartman, Token Butters, Clyde, Red, Bebe, Kevin, Boy with Red Shirt and Blue Pants, and Bradley Bagel, who want to change the flag. Mintberry Crunch! The power of mint and berries. Stone and Parker disliked this episode as they had admitted it was rushed so that since they wanted to leave early for the holiday weekend. Because and this they, came out the day after the 4th of July, right? Yep, July 5th. Okay. So they rushed. They said they disliked this episode because they rushed it. And they want, They really wish they could have uh, hit like more racial elements that are jokes on this, you know, or be like more in your face about it. Um, but that was your trivia, guys. Now we can break down the last part of this episode, some of the top, like, top liked and disliked moments of the episode. Go ahead, JV, start us off. The fact that this is still a relevant episode 20 years later kind of blows my mind. Like 21 now, almost. That's just, yeah, yeah. that's mind-blowing. Sad, sad. I mean, you, I like the, 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 the fact, too. That's actually kind of my dislike, but I mean, it's what yeah. That. Uh, yeah, dislike. maybe yeah, I should have yeah. thrown that in the dislike, but. Maybe. I mean, it could go either way. But yeah. I get what you're saying. You like the fact that the episode still resonates now is what you're saying. I get it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, Ian, you put uh, about Kenny here. You liked his death. So, yeah, I like right off the bat, you know, he's eating the mints and um, they we don't have the, oh, my God, you killed Kenny or anything like that. We have like, oh, that was a good one because it, yeah. it fucking made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I like the fact that there also wasn't too much of a delay. It wasn't like – you drank the water and they made the pan back over there or maybe they made you think about what's going to happen. It was like, no, Kenny, what? <laughs> Boom. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. It, was, it hit pretty good. Um, you liked uh, Jimbo making the KKK switch sides. Yeah. Uh, you know how he goes in there and convinces him, says that how, you know, everybody hates us. So maybe if we switch sides, they would go. That's a good idea, brother. Yeah, brother. That's a good idea, brother. All right. Time to see who's got the silliest things under your robes. And then, of course, you also pointed out the leader of the KKK sounds like Bat Dad. Bat Dad! I'm coming for you, Marsh. I want you, Marsh. I want you. Bat Dad fears nobody. Bat Dad fears no one, Marsh. I didn't hear no bell. Hey, Bat Dad, I hear no bell. Uh, and the last thing, uh, a couple of things here I'm going to put my, because uh, I didn't write it down, just things I liked. Um, I did like the fact that Cartman had some um, empathy developed from a little bit in this episode because he kind of, while yes, he is kind of an asshole, at the same time, he's just a kid and he starts to develop relationship feelings for Wendy. And that's also one of my dislikes is, Wendy, you're a fucking bitch for using Cartman like that and playing him. Um, or not even having a rational conversation. Being like, hey, did you really feel this way from me? And see what Carmen actually had to say. But no, 
you just assumed that he had these tensions too, rather than considering where he's coming from. But I did like the empathy part for Kirk because um, you kind of feel bad for him. You're like, yeah, I've been as a guy or even maybe as a girl, you've been in that situation. Um, or as a, I don't know, non-sexual person. You can put non-sexual on things now too. So I don't know, maybe. That being said, that was one of the things I liked. Uh, I thought it was funny. It's racist, but I did find it funny that Mr. Garrison, Mr. Hat was the Ku Klux puppet. I always find that fucking hysterical. Yeah. Oh, not me, Mr. Hat. It's just, no, you're a fucking racist. But it's just funny that they put a little KKK like costume on Mr. Hat. Um, I always found that to be funny. Uh, I like a chef's name. He changes it to long name because he's got the little guy, the, the his little helper in the cafeteria. I think that's mm-hmm. he's holding the sign. And I like that he stands up for his rights in this episode. I like the fact that Chef's like, I'm not going to take this shit anymore. Fuck you guys. I'll fucking bust up all y'all crackers. Um, all right, let's go to the top dislikes here. You put, uh, Joe, go ahead and explain. Um, it's like a lot of South Park episodes are at least the more memorable ones and the funnier ones, in my opinion anyway, have like some memorable one-liners or things like that that like always jump in your head like, we were doing the whole child labor thing from shitty watches a few minutes ago. And this doesn't real really have any of that. And it's more super memorable for the content and everything than or for the theme of the episode than the actual content and everything. And I'm maybe that's not necessarily a dislike, but it's memorable. No, I get it. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Like sometimes there's like these, like our next episode, finger bang, 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 bang. Like I mean, mm-hmm. took my job. See ya. Like, like I get what you're saying. Like there's memorable lines and quotes from episodes. Uh, um, you know, if let's go, we could even go back to let's even namble episode. Just picking off, you know, insecure ones. I just mature, you guys. I see my my mature fans. I'm Bill Curtis. Like there's things like you can go back and pick things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like in this episode there really isn't any memorable one-liners that's that's a good call out except for i think scoop did find one with the bat dad guy uh that's a good idea brother yeah yeah there, brother i think that's a good call out afterwards that he found that and then there is one more thing that is probably will be memorable to me only because i use this phrase a lot is dash right because Cartman didn't say it in every episode, but this was an episode that he did say it when they were like, and Cartman has won all the debates. That's right. Uh, okay. But you're right. There, there isn't an actual like episode theme or, you know, the ties to the episode, a, a statement or a slogan or a line. So uh, I definitely agree there. Uh, I don't, it's another thing I, I disliked in this episode is I, I do think that there should have been more, um, Support on Chef's side from the adult aspect. It definitely made the South Park town look really kind of stupid and ignorant, like everybody. Like while they were going through the whole, I get it, undecided thing of, I think the flag's racist, but I don't think it should be changed. Well, I think it's racist, but I, I, I got like history. Like there should have been more white people. This is 2000. There should have been some more white townspeople. Like Sheila should have been that. Why wasn't she supporting Chef? Why wasn't Randy? Why wasn't Gerald? Or not? Maybe not Gerald, but Randy. You know mm-hmm. why? Why wasn't more adults of the 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 parents? Why didn't why didn't right. see the support of Wendy's parents helping Chef? Yeah, you know, I wanted to I see more decisions. That's probably why Matt or you know Parker and Stone don't really like it because they missed those opportunities. Yeah. So, like I was saying, there's a lot of wasted opportunity with this episode. It's one of my biggest dislikes I didn't put down in there. It's the, um, there, there was a lot of opportunity for this episode in this show. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess they, uh, you know, had to celebrate America, which was the day before. So I didn't mention that's why. Fuck I yeah. Fuck yeah. Come to save the motherfucking day. Yeah. All right. Well, Scoop, is this in your top 200? Uh, it's a little, it's a little higher than the two hundred. Top one fifty. Yeah, I'll give it the top one fifty. Okay. Or I like the, I like the the one seventy five. I would say that this is actually in my top one hundred. Okay. Actually, I like it. I do like it. It's a good episode for me. Um, well, guys, that's it. That's another edition of. <laughs> 
Shake my badge. Right here, as we mentioned, on the litany of freaking networks. Hacker means own homie media group dot dot com, as well as the Orange or Pod Network. Of course, if you could do us a favor, if you listen to this on YouTube or if you listen to this on another platform, we appreciate you supporting them. But also we encourage you to always find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Google iHeartRadio, Amazon, TuneIn, Javin, Spreaker, BreakerCast, Overcast, TouchCast, MomCast. Find us. Subscribe to our feed. It helps us out if you're just subscribed to our feed as well. Like and share. Let your friends know about all South Park reviews if they love it too. And, of course, you can also check me out on Light the Fuse, AEW Review. It's an AEW Review podcast. It was also voted on. By close to a thousand listeners as the AEW Wrestling Review Podcast Show of the Year and the Wrestling Review Overall Podcast of the Year. Guys, we came up a little short. We came up second place in the Affiliate Podcast of the Year, but that's okay. We lost to Star Wars, and that's not a bad podcast to lose to. So, um, I mean, they had Hakeem Zayn, the X Division champion, on there all year. We can't compete with that. Goddamn. Um, that being said, they also have Greek God Papadon, Doctor Destroy, Alex Royal. It's a great show. Go check out the New Force Order podcast because I produced that podcast. So technically, <clears throat> I still won. Uh, also, I was <laughs> voted as the 2020 producer of the year. So check out Like the Fuse. Uh, you'll probably see this on Wednesday or Thursday, but check out the most recent episode when you watch this one of, of Like the Fuse. As there's going to be an inauguration ceremony. For me, as your producer of the year. Of course, check out. Yes, it's great. Um, As well as, of course, check out the new episode of the Star Trek podcast with the man beast, Ted McNailer. And check out, as I've been plugging, you'll see it all over my social media, patreon.com slash Stevie Ray TV. Sign up and you can become a Patreon member and get information and access to all podcasts, exclusive content, 8x10s, Google Hangouts with the former 10-time tag team champion, Harlem Heat, WWE Hall of Famer, Stevie Ray. And he he doesn't just do wrestling shows, guys. Uh, We just dropped an episode today with uh, actress Liz Priestley, who was in the uh, movie Concrete Cowboy with Idris Elba. It's a very funny, entertaining podcast. So tons of podcasts and content aren't even just wrestling related for all you uh, different entertainment podcast fiends out there. So check out patreon.com slash TV. Also check out patreon.com slash Media Group for the FR podcast, which is the fucking rotten podcast with Rip Rogers. Let's go check that out. Uh, Joe, what are your plans? What would you like to put over before we go? Oh man, um, there's so many things I can't remember them all like you do. Uh, there is uh, DCW available on a whole bunch of things. Amazon Prime, I think they're available on the OVW app on Roku now. A few other things like that. Um, obviously, Primo's Premiere. Follow them on social media, and we are also on the Fight app with our uh, pay-per-view there's going to be some more content going up on there soon and a whole bunch of other things i am yeah i'm somehow busy in 2021 <laughs> nice but, scoop anything else any words of wisdom uh, tips? no but you know, keep your eyes on the Bitcoins. I don't know. People are flocking to it. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming back for another edition of Check My Balls. We will be back next week with one of my top five episodes of all time. It is one of, if not the best episode of season four. I have been waiting since we started reviewing this podcast to get to this fucking episode. Finger bang. Finger bang. Bang, bang, bang. bang, bang, bang. I'm going to finger bang, bang you into my heart. We'll have more to talk about with finger bang next week right here on another edition of Check My Balls. See en junker red ved juletid Ching chang ching nu til dig Omkring ham dannet sneen hvid Ching chang ching nu til dig
Han stræder sig frem i regn og blæst med et, der sejnede hans hest. Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang jingle til dig. Den jomfru sad i høje tårn. Ching chang jingle til dig. Og ventede ham som til forn. Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til sol og gang Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu til dig Den næste dag ved hed morgen rød Ching chang ching lu til dig de fandt den stakkels junker død Ching chang ching lu til dig Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu til Det var jo noget værd og noget Ching chang ching lu til dig For da han tøede blev han våd Ching chang ching lu til dig Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu til dig Ching chang ching lu til dig Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned Ching chang ching lu til dig 